0: uctoday.com Hello and welcome back to the Out Loud Microsoft Monthly podcast. It feels like quite a while since I chatted all things Microsoft communication and collaboration with expert guest Tom Arbuthnot from Modality Systems. So as always, Tom has summed up all of the news from the last few weeks and takes me through it all in this episode. For the first time, we are also going to be releasing a video of the recording. So make sure you keep your eyes peeled for that if for some bizarre reason you want to see what Tom and I look like while we record the pods. In In this episode, we cover off some Skype for Business news, some new Microsoft Teams target markets, and we take a look at the latest Microsoft Teams-specific hardware releases. Have a listen. Good morning, Tom. How are you this morning? Hey, good morning, Patrick. How's it going? Really well, thanks. And I think one thing that we have to say straight away is that we are looking at each other on video, which at this time of the morning, I'm not sure is a particularly pleasant experience.
1: Yeah, 9.30 for a podcast recording on video is a bit aggressive, but uh, it's Monday morning as well, so we'll see how we go.
0: And I was saying to you before, I have the ghostly complexion of someone who hasn't seen the sun for an entire Lancashire winter almost. So as we do more of these videos slash podcasts, hopefully I'll pick up a bit of sun and it'll be more pleasant for everyone.
1: Yeah, we'll say maybe in post the uh, the UC Today team can uh, make us all look like uh, Greek Adonases with tans and stacked, I reckon.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Applying TAN retrospectively is, is a key factor. But, Tom, I, I've been watching your adventures on Twitter over the sort of Christmas holidays. And as we come now to the end of January, it's been an incredibly busy time for the for the Microsoft stack and, and, and Teams and, and Skype for business, hasn't it?
1: Yeah, it really has. And normally, like you would think of January as quiet, like everybody you know, kind of winds down a bit in December. Therefore, there's nothing dropping in January. But part, again, part of this kind of agile, continuous world, a whole bunch of news and features and new hardware has dropped in January. So there's actually a lot to talk
0: about this month. And I thought for our first pod video of 2019, we'd shifted up a bit. And let's start with, with Skype for Business. Uh, so Server 2019, have there been some more updates on that? Yeah, so uh, not 2019. 2019
1: still GA, but 2015, Link 2013, and Link 2010 have all got patches. So again, Microsoft all the marketing is on Microsoft Teams, cloud, future, future, future. But actually, from a patching and keeping things maintained perspective, there are new patches for all those platforms. No massive new features, no surprises there. Just lots of you know updates and security fixes the only slight feature change is a smoother ability to move users directly from Skype server to Microsoft Teams. But good to see the servers are being looked after and maintained and everything else. And then unsurprisingly, the one feature addition is let's
0: make it easier for you to move from server to the cloud. Oh, right. That, that makes perfect sense. And, and as we always say on the pods, it, it is really important, isn't it? Because there's still a huge customer base that are utilizing these platforms and and microsoft's continued commitment to, to updating those and, and patching those is really important to a lot of people isn't it
1: yeah definitely i mean that is the the vast majority of enterprise voice telephony seats for microsoft are still on Skype business server so it is a very important platform for lots and lots of customers um and it's not going anywhere anytime soon for lots of customers so knowing that it's being looked after and maintained and supported is, is really important and
0: and in terms of Just from your opinion, do you think coming up through the year we're likely to see any radical updates to the the platforms? We're probably not, are we? It's, It's going to be a case of maintaining and then, as you said, some of those migration features to Teams.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's it. There will be no big features for server. There'll be some stuff has already been promised on server 2019. So some administration changes, they're improving the admin console. So there's some incrementals still being produced there for customers that are on those platforms. But it's not like WebRTC is suddenly going to turn up in Skype for Business Server or anything else kind of revolutionary. It's very much in a kind of maintenance and improvement cycle now.
0: Okay. well, let's get on to the main development platform, which is, of course, Microsoft Teams. So there's been a lot going on, and I think an area that you highlighted to me that I think is really important for us to try and try and focus on is that the increased specialization that Microsoft are giving teams so it can be targeted in different vertical markets Yeah, it's, it's
1: quite a different approach to kind of traditional Microsoft. So it used to be kind of the saying was Microsoft would do 80 percent with their platform, and then partners would do the remaining 20 percent. So they produce SharePoint Server or Skype for Business Server. And then a partner ecosystem would tailor it for finance or tailor it for retail, tailor it for construction, whatever it may be. With kind of the cloud platform, we're seeing Microsoft go aggressively towards serving particular verticals. Um, And two verticals that we were talking about before the pod started are retail kind of first line workers and also education. You're, You're seeing Microsoft place specific focus on developing both first-party features and also tight interrupt with key kind of software in those verticals into Teams. So in in retail, we've seen Shifts, which is Microsoft's kind of um, shift management, um, shift platform, so you can check in and out, check your rotor, work with your boss to assign rotors, those kind of things. Microsoft have moved that, which was a separate product in Office 365, directly into Teams. So really targeting a one-client experience for comms and kind of management of retail workers or any kind of shift pattern workers directly in teams
0: yeah and i I interviewed justin chando who's part of the education team at microsoft and he he was explaining that they've done a very similar thing in education in terms of putting some specific features into teams that that will work for education that there was a grading platform they they've done some integration with Turnitin, which is the anti-plagiarism software all designed to really bolster the team's proposition in a, in an education specific market. So it, it's quite. In, are there any other markets they could potentially go at? So we talked about retail and education. Is there anywhere else where we think teams is potentially lacking a bit in specific features that they might target going forward?
1: Yeah, I mean, Microsoft have various verticals they focus on. So like uh, kind of finance and legal and stuff is another one. And then in each one, I think they're beginning to look at where they where they can integrate with existing players and add value. Like education is such an obvious one because they give teams in the Microsoft Stack a way to edu pretty much. And obviously there's an incentive there to get people in education university using those kind of tools to bring them through to the knowing how they work in the workplace. Uh and and first line workers is just such a big opportunity to improve companies there's a real communications gap between kind of retail brands and head office and the, the workers on the ground who have a pulse on what's going on who are talking to the customers so i think those have been deliberately the first two but i'm sure as time goes on we'll see other markets get a bit of focus
0: yeah it'll be really interesting to see what areas they think there's scope for targeting i suppose as you said education springs out to me for, for the reasons that you, that you were explaining there is incredibly important if, if you can catch people young on the microsoft office stack then you know they're going to be used to that as as they go into later life
1: yeah and it's a highly competitive area for exactly that reason like apple target it hard google target it hard everybody wants people through education to know their tools so when they hit you know hit the office they're like well i've always used hangouts i want to use hangouts or teams or slack or apple stack whatever it may be so it's a highly competitive and it's good good for education in the sense that they get a lot of tech thrown at them at reasonable rates so they have a lot of opportunity to take advantage of 365 for free or extremely cheap because Microsoft
0: wants to support for the greater good support education but also there's a tactical move there for all the vendors yeah I made that argument there's a piece on the UC today website if you search for teams and education where well, I was saying that that is the huge benefit that they get this massively discounted and and a huge amount of investment that Microsoft are putting into. Mm. They're doing some work in terms of I think there was a there was a there's a coding feature that they're gonna they're gonna integrate as well, which obviously potentially will help schools uncover the, the Bill Gates of the future. Was how I think I ended the article.
1: Yeah, and and if you think about the way, particularly university work, but even down lower levels now in education, they're trying to teach students to work for a future that doesn't even exist yet so it is collaborating together working as a team problem solving like using resources on on the internet and using cloud platforms and you know ai and all that stuff like you're trying to teach people to learn how to work like that so when they hit the workplace and they're doing whatever they're doing they bring the skills forward so i think teams in particular i know from the way you know looking way back to when i was at uni we, We had group projects where we collaborated, but collaboration was basically like emailing Word docs around and then meeting in person. There was no real async to it. I think Teams with its file abilities and all the stuff, ability to submit work directly to your tutor, interact with your tutor or your teacher or whatever it may be, does add a lot of value.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Let's move on to a, an interesting story that you brought to my attention that I hadn't been aware of, and that's Teams being installed by default in Office 365 business premium propositions. Is, is that right?
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The, 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 the naming and terminology is horribly overlapped here. So there's obviously Office 365 as a service, and then there's Office 365 as in your applications on your desktop. So today, when you install the application on the desktop, the Word, the Outlook, the OneNote, etc., it doesn't automatically install Microsoft Teams. So Microsoft Teams is an additional separate download. Right. And what, what Microsoft have done with the business and business premium SKUs of Office 365, which are targeted at 300 seats or lower, is they've bundled the Teams application into the desktop apps. So from February, when you install the desktop apps, Teams will get auto-installed as well as part of that stack.
0: Okay, so that's, that's a that's a pretty big move, isn't it? What... That that would seem to have made sense to me from a historical perspective. Anyway, why do you think it's only now that Teams is going to be installed as a default? Yeah, it's a funny one. It
1: it tends to be the way Microsoft run these things. So they start at the smaller seat count customers, kind of push things forward and then move them into enterprise. So a lot more people in enterprise will have opinions about whether they install Teams by default or not, or whether they're ready for it, whether they're still using Skype. Usually at the, the 100 seat, 300 seat kind of level. More customers will kind of roll with the change, so oh, I got teams, I'll start using teams. It's not a huge change for ten thousand user org. it's just another option. So we'll see it there first. Undoubtedly that option will come to Enterprise Edition as well. Uh, what was curious is they've done the engineering work to build it into one installer. I'm surprised it's not available as an option to the enterprise plans yet, so I've asked a few questions, but I suspect at some point later in this year. We'll see that option to deploy Teams by default or even maybe
0: on by default and the option to turn it off in the enterprise editions of, of Office 365. And that's a, that's a big consideration, isn't it, for an enterprise? Because if potentially you don't want a piece of software, you, you would want to have the option as, as whether you have that as the default or not.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you do have the option to turn those individual applications on or off. So there's a XML file, you can turn them on or off, depending on what you want to do. Because again, plenty will want Skype for Business and Teams or Skype for Business or Teams. Another thing that's curious on that note is the Office 365 Business Editions don't at the moment have the ability to add on or bolt on telephony for Microsoft Teams. And it's a really weird one. I can't work out quite why that is is it just commercially microsoft wants customers to step up to a more expensive sku to get telephony um, are they not ready kind of mass market have all the 50 seaters on on telephony i can't see why you wouldn't go after that market so another question i'm asking that kind of trying to find the answer to is microsoft are clearly pushing teams in the office 365 business SKUs. when will they unlock telephony in those levels so you can pick up a a 50 seat customer and just have all their telephony
0: running in microsoft's cloud yeah, that will be interesting to know. Detective Tom on the case to find out all the information on that. And we, we should move on as well to something that we, we've been talking about for a while in, in terms of hardware around Microsoft Teams.
1: Yeah, a lot, a lot going on in that space as well. So the first bit of news is the third SBC has been certified for Microsoft Teams. So it's a company called um, Anynode, and they have a software SBC. So there is no hardware appliance in their model. Just straight software, you download it, you put it on your servers or you put it in Azure or you put it in AWS or anywhere else. But what's interesting is that's now the third option um, where you can put the, the the SBC, the Session Border Controller, directly in Azure. And I've had confirmation from Microsoft that that's a fully supported topology. So a customer or a partner can stick the Session Border Controller or the gateway, the connectivity that is, in a Microsoft cloud. And have a 100% cloud solution and bring their own telephony, which is quite a nice option for a lot of customers.
0: Yeah, I bet it is, and I, and I expect we'll see that to continue. It does take a while, and it's I suppose credit to Microsoft, isn't it, that it takes them a while to accredit and and fully make sure that these solutions are, are certified and something they want to endorse. But before we see more, we'll probably see more of that going forward throughout. Yeah, the year.
1: absolutely, and and you're right. I think it is to their credit because obviously there's a lot of vendors with a lot of spend. You know, Oracle are still on the pending list. Huge company. Microsoft don't just give these stamps out to anybody. You have to go through a certification process then an outside third party runs that process you have to meet the spec and if you don't meet the spec you get rejected so um same on some of the other hardware we'll talk about in a minute you, until you've got your badge of approval you are
0: not fully certified by microsoft and they have a list on the website of all the people who are certified and in, ter- in terms of that other hardware we, we've been talking about this for a little while and we, we know they've been coming uh, and now they're they're available which is the the first team specific phones yeah, so this is we've been talking about this for a long while. They've been in preview for quite a while. But the first
1: two to drop are Yealink and Crestron. So they are fully generally available certified firmware now for Microsoft Teams. And what's interesting is that that hardware is running Android underneath. And those phones can run a Skype for Business load or a Teams load. So some customers will be buying them for day one from Teams, but other customers can get those phones now, run them in Skype for Business mode, and if and when they're ready, flip them to Teams. So this is not just an announcement for Teams customers, but also for Skype for Business customers who are continuing to roll out handsets. You might want to start looking towards these vendors. There are other vendors coming as well, Polycom around the corner, AudioCodes around the corner. So there'll be more options in the market very soon. Um, and all
0: of them have Skype for Business options and Teams options, which is cool. And I suppose it's it's just, again, encouraging that development path, isn't it? You know, Microsoft don't necessarily want to say you must go to Teams, but if you've got the option for both on your hardware, it, it gives you the, the best of both worlds, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, exactly. It gives you the option in the future, which is, you know, rather than using the kind of 3 pip phones for Skype for Business. Now, there is a way to connect those Skype for Business phones to Microsoft Teams via a cloud gateway, so there is an option to kind of extend the longevity of those phones. But the Teams phones will have new abilities built in. They have the Teams UI experience. While,
0: while we're on that as well, there's the, you were telling me before as well about the, the formerly Skype rooms rebranding to Teams as well.
1: Yeah, so that, that's the, uh, just a rebrand, but again, significant in terms of Microsoft's positioning. So Skype Room Systems, which is the name for Microsoft's certified model for bringing rooms, uh, video endpoints essentially to, to Teams or, and Skype for Business. It's for a long while, those have supported both Skype for Business and Microsoft Teams. But now the brand name has changed to uh, Microsoft Teams Rooms. So they will still connect to Microsoft Teams meetings or Skype for Business meetings, but the brand has changed. And there are six vendors in play that are on that certification. So Logitech, Crestron, Polycom, Lenovo, HP and Ye-Link. Um Yeelink is still to be certified, but there will be six different vendors there, all with Microsoft Teams rooms uh, that you can connect to either Skype for Business or Microsoft Teams.
0: Yeah, and it's just just continuing that theme, isn't it? And, and we have to say that at previous events, I know Ignite, a lot of these solutions were on show and and some of the IP, that they look really good as well, the phone, so they're really smart bits of kit.
1: Yeah, and then there's new, new bits and pieces going into those now. So something that's been um, teased but isn't generally available yet is Bluetooth beaconing or kind of presence awareness or proximity detection. So in that model, I can roll into a meeting with my laptop on. And via Bluetooth beaconing, it will know I'm in a Teams room and pop up on the laptop screen saying, you've entered a Teams room. Do you want to move your conference to that room? And it will move the conference. and It will auto mute the laptop. So that classic problem that like, literally just last week I was in a meeting where it was happening is people join a Teams meeting and then join on their laptop to present content, but don't realize they need to mute off their mic and speakers. And you get that kind of howling or feedback. The product's going to take care of that for you. It'll be like, well, I know where I am intelligently there's a room available here, I'll also mute people in the room because I know you're in the room. So so this is where we're starting to see some of that investment in Teams and
0: cloud and innovation come through in the rooms. Oh wow, it's really interesting. I think that's most of it for the, for the news for January. What what have you got planned over the next few weeks? Anything big coming up? Yeah, um,
1: it's, it's pretty busy actually. So I think the next thing coming up is in February, there's Ignite on tour. So I'm just looking at the dates now. Let's have a look. So I think towards the end of February, there's a Microsoft event in London. Then in March, we've got Enterprise Connect. Yeah, so Ignite on tour is the 26th and 27th of February. So that's based at Excel um, London. And that's kind of the big Ignite show, but scaled down and taken to all the major cities. So that'll be a good chance to get an update there. And then obviously in March, I think you're at Enterprise Connect. Indeed. Yeah, I'll be over at Redmond MVP Summit, so I won't be at EC, uh, frustratingly, because I'd like to be at both. But um, I'm sure that there'll be lots of news then. But we'll
0: see what February brings. I think March will be a big, big news month for us. Yeah, well, at the, at the end of February, we can we can catch up after the Ignite Roadshow tour. That, that'll be really good. And maybe yeah. in March, while I'm in sunny Florida, having got a brilliant tan, we could do some sort of cross-collaboration from, from you in snowy Seattle
1: yeah yeah well we're doing more more and more videos so maybe we'll do a video from red and cantus to uh, to enterprise connect and cover all the bases
0: sounds good well tom as always thank you so much for coming on to the podcast and video
1: yeah cheers patrick see you again next month
0: As always, a huge thanks to Tom for summing up all of the news for us. You can find more information on Tom's blog, which is at tomtalks.uk, and also loads more Skype for Business and Microsoft Teams content on our website at uctoday.com. As we mentioned during the podcast, we will start to release videos of the podcast discussions, where as well as being unlucky enough to see our faces, you will also be able to see additional content relating to all of the topics that we discuss during each episode. Keep your eyes peeled on the UC Today website, Tom's blog, and YouTube for details of the videos when they are released. Also, we really want to grow the Microsoft monthly podcast this year, so please do recommend it to a friend who might be interested in Microsoft collaboration or communication news and share the episodes on social media if you can. We also really appreciate a nice review on your preferred podcast platform and any feedback is always welcome. Thanks so much for listening.